Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me again. Two times in a row, right? It's good. I like it. I don't mind it at all. Who was here this morning? Yeah. A few, half of us. That's good. Well, uh, we started a new series uh, tonight or this morning uh, called Human. So we did Jesus and now we're talking about human, which is us, right? And um, I talked about uh, we, we're doing body, soul, mind and spirit. So the four different elements of human being. Uh, God's created us this way. He's made us to be these kind of four parts. And so I kind of want to speak into it uh, over the next few weeks. And uh, so tonight... We're, look, we're talking about the soul. And uh, if you were here this morning, you would have heard that I really, the message basically was that, uh, that God wants your soul to prosper. Your soul is not evil. It's not bad. It's not corrupt as, as uh, you know, if you were like me, that's definitely what my thought has been through most of my Christian life is my soul, which is the Bible defines is your your, your feelings and emotions, right? That's what the soul, if you look in the original language, um, it's, it's your will and desire, your, 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 who you are, you know? And so that comes out in our lives, but that's not corrupt. It's not, it's not broken. And in fact, I went back to Adam and Eve, how Eve actually desired. She felt emotion. This is before sin, came into the world but she felt something she was allured by the beauty of the fruit and the cunning words of the serpent and she her emotions went there uh, and then I went to Jesus how before he went to the cross he was moved with emotion before it, you know and kind of went through the wrestlings as anyone would before being executed going this is really gonna suck but I'm gonna choose to do it out of love which is an emotion yeah um, because I want to see Billions and billions of people have the opportunity to have a relationship with me. So our emotions aren't bad. Uh, what I feel the challenge really is, is in managing your emotions, yeah? Who's ever kind of had a management issue with the soul? I definitely have. And so I kind of wanted to speak into that as, as well. So our soul is the place where we feel passions, feeling emotions. But the other thing, and this was very convenient because as I walked in tonight, there was a bucket out the front door. But it's also for me like a bucket. It's a storage device. You, you can, in, as you feel, you can actually store up emotions that can be way back from when you're child if that was many years ago or was it for just a couple of years ago for the guys up the front here um you you can store it up in your bucket right you can put it in there and then in there if you think of your soul it has like a filter and with that filter that's how you perceive life circumstances people everything comes out of that filter, right? So what we put into our soul really plays a big part in how we behave and what our view, worldview is and how we even live out our Christian faith. And so it's really important to understand what's in the bucket. For instance, right now, it's a half-eaten pretzel that was left there by a child, I'm guessing. But it's very important to know what's in the bucket because if you're not aware of it and you're not really dealing with it, it's more dealing with you. Does that make sense? And, and this, there's a few keys that I kind of want to share tonight and we'll get a little bit of practical and a bit reflective is that, if that's okay. Uh, but I, that have been super, super helpful uh, to me. Like I said this morning, most of us kind of live from the outside in rather than the inside out. 
So what I mean by that is circumstance and people that happen in and around our world uh, play, a, play a fairly significant role in how we sort of uh, feel and our buoyancy and, again, our worldview. Whereas the way that we should actually operate is that, our, that we operate from the inside out. And that, that comes through a relationship. That's where the spirit and the soul actually work hand in hand. They're not in opposition. It's not like the soul is the evil, uh, you know, in the cartoons where it's the evil devil and then you've got the angels. So it's like the spiritual part and then the, the bad part. Your soul and your spirit actually should work in partnership, right? But what you've actually got to do is you've got to start by working out something on the inside so that it flows out on the outside. Does that make sense? Have you got me? So it's really, really important that we actually uh, sort that out. To give you an example, and you might be able to help me out with this. Um, yeah, you can help me out. Give me some examples of how external things play a really big part in how we feel and think. There's a really obvious one. What influences our world fairly significantly these days? Media is a big one. Gosh, what a bad news right now, isn't there? Jeez. So the media plays one, definitely. What's another one? We're all on it. Social. Gosh, doesn't it, hey? That plays a really big part on people's uh, kind of well-being. Um, I was talking to Laura this morning. She's going to do a panel in a couple of weeks on, on health and the body. And uh, she was saying, it's really interesting, she's a dietitian, but a lot of the conversations she has with people that come in actually with seeking dietary help, she, she's actually, they come in and they go, hey, I saw this diet on social media from this uh, celebrity, you know, social celebrity uh, who really thinks, you know, says this is her whole deal, why she looks amazing. Uh, and so I really want to do that diet. She's like... Why do you firstly want to look like that? Why is that important to you? Well, it's important to me because it's important to that celebrity that looks amazing. So I would like to look amazing. And, you, you know, it's very easy to get really impacted on external things rather than actually work at what's going on on the inside. Um, help me out with this. What kind of feelings then do you have? If you if if you're just having a day, let's let, let let's really kind of make this tough. You're having a really really bad day, and then you get on social media and you see everyone else having a really really good day. Has that ever happened? Sorry, that's pretty much it. The highlights. But how does that make you feel? Very nice. It does make you feel insecure. It makes makes me feel insecure. We don't want to say that. What else? Depressed? Come on, be vicious about it. No one's being judgmental here. Eh, thank you. It makes you angry. What about jealous? Yeah? Confused, <laughs> yes. Why are they doing that? They shouldn't put that up. Right? 
it can create all these emotions that come out and these are you would say they are negative ones there's not many good ones that come from social media unfortunately is there um but it really plays a big part uh i i got ashamedly hooked on mass this week yeah thank you and uh, <laughs> it was one of those moments where I was flicking through and suddenly I landed on it and there was this and just my pastor's heart just started to bleed immediately with this particular bride that uh I don't know her name isn't that terrible but she had the bad skin as a child and she grew up through that and really she just was continually just spilling all of this insecurity and hurt and pain. And, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you're okay. I just want to give the girl a big hug and, like, it's all right, you know. But th- there was something that was flowing out of her that was going on inside of her that she kind of hadn't figured out, you could tell yet, because she was still in the wrestle, you know what I mean? And so what, what we believe on the external can play a really big part on the, impo- on the internal of what's going on inside. So here's four human responses from things being stored up in your soul, okay? So what, what does a person feel? You're, gonna, you're helping me with this. What does a person uh, feel um, when they suffer rejection? What do they do? If someone suffers rejection of being rejected by a friend or from not a friend, from a family member. But if someone gets rejected, what, what kind of feelings do they have? Again, they're probably some of the ones on here. I think, yeah, start to get insecure. Self-doubt. Oh, if this is someone that's dear to me. If they feel this about me, then maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. And, you know, come on, let's get honest right now. Yeah. Uh, you start to feel, you start to believe I am rejected. I've got no friends even though there's just one of many that are currently rejecting you, uh, you start to do this. And then what do you do? If you start to get hurt and you feel rejected, what do you try to do? I'm using menu. You start to close yourself off, don't you? Has anyone done this? Where you go into self-protection mode. True? So you start to feel of emotion and, it, and it's, it's affecting you negatively. <laughs> and so then you start to bring the walls in. All right, I want to self-protect. You know what I mean? And what do you do? What's some self-protection behavior? Let's try to identify this or help. What's some self-protection behavior? Put a wall up. What does that look like? Isolate yourself. Maybe you did say, oh, I'm not going out. I'm not coming to church. I don't want to see people, any people, you know? Um, come on, what are some other ones? Think about your bad day here, people. What do you do? This is all part of the process. This is getting to know your soul tonight. What do you do? What are the kind of the, some of the behaviors? Medicate, yeah, that's real. Alcohol even, you know, uh, which it doesn't help with depressive feelings from my uh, chemical understanding. But, uh, yep, you'll do that. Um, what about this? What about making inner vows? Have you ever done this before? So an inner vow sounds like this. Someone hurts you, someone rejects you, and you say these words. I will never open myself up again because it just means I get hurt. And we think, oh, that's just my emotion speaking. But can I tell you that your words are always heard? 
especially I've talked about this before, the enemy's always listening to this stuff because it's fodder for him. If you can, because he doesn't, he's not all-knowing and he's not everywhere. He's not like God, right? So he just looks for opportunities. So he's always got his ears out. What what vows are you going to make? Now, when you make a vow, it's very, very powerful because it's something that it's it's like you're throwing you're throwing bait out with a big old hook on it, right? And so you can do that, and that's all part of um, protecting your own soul. So if if, faith, if feelings start to seem to cause you pain, then you, you the, the second thing you can start to do is you, I'm gonna you stop feeling you shut you shut down. Has anyone done that? I'm just gonna stop. I'm not going to, I had someone that came up and talked to me this morning. I, I had this terrible thing happen this week, but I'm not talking about it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just, because I know if I do, I, I'll start to, so I'm going to, not, has anyone done that before? Because I don't want to let it all out, because who knows, I might just start abusing the person out in the car park or, or something uh, in a way that I shouldn't, Right. So if we decide to stop feeling, you begin to feel what? You decide to, to stop feeling. What do you start to feel? Some thoughts around that. Sorry? Depressed. Depressed. Yes. Judgment. Oh, that comes out. Shivers, yeah. Because all you've got is your thoughts then. You've isolated yourself. So all I can be is mad. Yeah. You can begin to feel out of control, could you say? Suddenly you're in this emotional washing machine because you're isolated, you're alone, and so you're on spin cycle. <laughs> Has anyone been on the spin cycle before? Woo! It's not fun, though. It's really not fun. But you start to feel out of control. So um, you kind of, that's something you can have. You stop feeling. I'm talking about some, some responses, okay, that are important. And I'm telling you these tonight because if you can identify them, then you can do something about it. This is all self-awareness. This is getting to know your own soul. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good. Another response to a soul being burdened down with it with lies and circumstances. If life feels out of control, then I will do the opposite. So instead of stopping, what do you do? I am going to be Mr. On it. I'm going to, what did you say? Control. Yeah, I'm going to be over the top. I'm going to get on everything. Every single little thing. I'm just going to, I'm going to control every single thing and just have it all in order. I'm going to have everything just lined up just, just right. And, and that way I won't be vulnerable because I've got everything under control. And you'll start to try to control people and circumstances and, and, and try to exhaust yourself in that way. Has anyone done that one before? That's number three controlling everything Uh, and often when people feel they are losing control they will look to control people and circumstances so you'll do the you'll do the exact same thing that you're feeling you'll do you'll control control controls does that make sense so even withholding forgiveness is control have you ever felt that so that person does has done wrong now I know that they might not, in my head, I know they didn't actually probably mean it. But we say, I am not going to forgive them. They don't deserve it. And we, we start to erect walls. Now, that's, that's, a, that's control as well, isn't it? Because I'm putting boundaries and borders on an emotion that I have. And I'm putting, 
thing about a wall is it has two sides. True? Now, this whole process can be emotionally exhausting. Are you feeling exhausted just thinking about it? <laughs> you know, uh, people carrying burdens and memories of the past can become, it, it can leave you feeling anxious for a long, long time if it's not something you learn to manage. All right. And manage is a really good word. If you want to, if you want to avoid control, then look to manage. That's a good little terminology I learned from the psychologist. <laughs> A lot of this comes under the the guise, particularly with this uh, trying to control circumstances, under the guise of discipline. So people that have really got this down, it's like they hide it under discipline. So everything in my life is really ordered and I've got all my ducks in a row. But the truth in reality is actually what's going on inside is quite out of control, oftentimes. And so it's just a guise, Yeah working on this. Um, this, this, the diff, this is the sad thing about it. And I talked about this. Our, our soul is the most beautiful, colourful part of it. But when we move to control, we actually start to, to stop the colour and expression in us. It's like just putting a, you know, a big old cable tie on, the t- on, on your neck. It's just kind of, it's, it's sucking the life out of you by doing that, by trying to just... You're literally stopping life flowing and, and who knows that you're called to actually minister life and to express creativity. But if you stop it, then you're kind of, uh, you're, you're stopping something that's really beautiful. Number four, um, this is another response, is, is super spiritual. <laughs> so how does this look? These people usually uh, also are controlling and often judgmental um, and, and to be honest, they can be the most harmful ones out of all, the, all these guys. But your spirit, the God part of you is the most powerful part of you, okay? I'll say that. Your, the spirit inside of you, God's, the, the spiritual aspect of you is the most powerful. But the, the spirit loves feeling. If you know anything about the Holy Spirit, he's the biggest feeler in all of the universe. He's, he loves feelings, passions, desires. And your spirit manifests through your soul and through your personality. It's like the, it's the channel where the spirit operates, I believe, is, is, is through that. So when I think of the Holy Spirit, I actually think of color and expression and creativity. The interesting thing is that each of these examples that I've just given all have the same fatal flaw, right? They are all trying, here's a few things, they are all trying to fill their soul with burdens and even protecting it. So you're filling this guy up. You're filling it up with different elements. They're more concerned with controlling circumstances and people than getting to know their own souls. So you, you don't actually go on investigation work. You're just too busy judging and <laughs> controlling every single aspect external to you. You know what I mean? It's, it's no good putting a lid over your own soul. That's not going to work. Protecting it will stop the beauty and color coming out of you. You can expire all your energy and control every circumstance, but there's, there's going to be no energy then for you to actually find out who you are. And I want to tell you tonight, where you actually want to put most of your energy as a human being is into discovering who you are. So I'll do a big plug for Discover You right now and say everyone should do it because it's super, super good. And I didn't even write it, but I just, I just think it's brilliant. Um, so please do it. 
So it's no good, let me say this even, it's no good being God-conscious if you aren't self-conscious. Yeah? And we can think that. If I just know God better, if I just get to know Him so close and so intimately, but you're not going on a self-discovery journey at the same time as getting to know Him, you've got an equation that's not going to work. Because what does He want to do? He wants to draw out what? The best in you. So you've got to be open to it. If you're going to become more like Christ, guess what? You're going to have to be okay with that. (laughs) You're going to have to be okay with getting better. And some of us aren't much interested in that. I just want to remain the same. Good? So we're going to have a break. I want you to go and grab something. We're going to come back and I want to talk about how to learn to listen to your own voice, the the voice of your soul, so you can understand yourself, but also love others. Does that sound good? So go grab a Leamington or something and a drink if you want to run to the kitchen. Um, and we're going to come back. Is, is this good so far? We're just laying a platform, but I, I want to get into some more practical stuff. Very practical tonight. So go grab a Leamington or a treat or something and come straight back. Awesome. All right. Are you, are you ready to feel a little bit? Change, change the vibe, Liv. Put on some of my new favorite album, uh, Maverick City Music, when I highly recommend it. I really am enjoying the jam right now. Um, but I kind of want to help us a little bit tonight. Is that all right? Because if you can go on this journey, and this is something that's taken me years and years to work on, because I thought I was very self-aware, and then uh, I ended up having panic attacks and ulcers all down my esophagus. So guess what? I had to learn that I probably didn't know <laughs> and needed to. Um, so if you can learn this, I want to say, skill, then you are really setting yourself up to win and you'll save yourself some anxiety and worry and uh, ulcers and uh, I've had shingles, I've, I, all, all the kind of things I've had. So um, even though I look very cool on the outside, lots of issues on the inside at times. So I'm with you, all right? Are you ready to feel a little bit good? Live. Got some. Yep. Good. All right. So we're going to dive in a little bit into your soul. Who's ready? Is this scary? Let's get the bucket ready. 
let's dive in. All right. Being self-aware. So would you believe I have an appointment with myself every fortnight? It's in my calendar. It's reoccurring. And uh, I have an appointment with myself. And I'm, 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 very care- I'm very protective of this appointment with myself because it's very, very important. And you know what it is? It's, it's for me to look into my soul and go, what's going on right now? Because there's two things that we can do in life. We can over-assess where we're constantly just assessing our well-being. So I'm feeling this now, now I'm feeling this, now I'm feeling this. now, And, and you just feel like out of control, right? So that's not good. Too much self-assessment can be bad and you've got to bring it in a little bit. Uh, but then not assessing at all can also be quite detrimental detrimental so I make an appointment and I'd encourage you to have an appointment with yourself and it's not a spiritual appointment you're not going to open the Bible you'll talk to God and you'll invite the Holy Spirit to be with part of the process but it's just to sit and go how am I what's going on and I think you you could do this week I I think do it every day in a small dose that's why Jesus even uh, commanded us, you know, your, your kingdom come, your will be done. So that's elevate yourself. Then, you know, release forgiveness, receive forgiveness, release forgiveness. So what's going on in you right now where you actually have to deal with? I like that. Hey, give us our daily bread. So these are the concerns, the worries, the immediate needs that I have. So you should do this every day in prayer. But I think it's really healthy to actually have a good old sit down and have a conversation with yourself, right? Don't do it in a public space and you don't have to do it verbally, but you can you can definitely hear your own thoughts and make a few notes. So you got your, you got your notepads out, your phones, uh, and we're, we're going to dive in. Are we ready? You with me? So I want you to ask this. This is the first question that I ask myself. What am I feeling? What am I feeling? And I try to kind of summarize what emotion I'm going with. Now, you know, not trying to focus on one particular sort of circumstance, but what am I feeling? And I just write it down as it comes out. Don't try to put a filter on it. Don't try to think, oh, I'm going to be judged for this because no one else is reading it. It's just you. But just, and you can dictaphone this as well. But what am I feeling? Good, bad, ugly, wrong, right. Put it down on paper, okay? And let your eyes see it. Because when you see it, suddenly it becomes more of a reality. Sometimes our emotions can just be a big old washing machine and you can't put your finger on it, which means you can't manage it because you can't point, point at it. You know what I mean? If you can't put your finger on it, you can't manage it. So what am I feeling? Good, bad, right, wrong? Write it down. Don't try to filter it. Don't try to fight your carnal feelings. Again, like I said this morning, God's okay with your soul and you working things out and trying to work it out. So we got that. So I want you to think about that right now. Let's take a moment. What what would be the strongest emotion that you're feeling right now in your life? And it could be a good one. We can learn from our, our good good moments as well, believe it or not, because we can try to figure out, hey, why did I feel good? Because that can be helpful. Knowing what actually allows you to feel good is just as helpful as knowing what makes you feel really bad. <laughs> So what emotion are you feeling right now? If you were to summarize, just put it down on your phone. Have a think. I'm feeling happy about. I'm sad about. I'm concerned about. 
I'm looking forward to. Might be words like that. I don't understand right now. That's a good one. I don't understand what's going on. Give us a few moments. You can write these headings down. This is just a little bit of a practical right now, but this is these questions are more uh, even helpful for you to lay down the track. All right, here's the second one. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling this way? What's contributed to the emotions and the feelings that I'm having? Put your finger on it. Is it a circumstance? Is it a desire? Is it a frustration? Is it a person? Here's what I want to encourage you with it. So if you lose your keys somewhere and you don't know where you lost it, what do you typically do? (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) But you retrace your steps. So it's really helpful for this because sometimes our immediate response is, oh, that happened and that's why I'm feeling bad because someone said something and it offended me. Let me ask you this question. Is that offence that you had common? Yeah, oh, yes, it is. Why is that common? Because I've had an offence back when I was a child that happened and that really upset me. You see where we're going here? We're going to find the keys. We're going to get the keys. You go, now, why did that upset you so much? Because that was my parent. That was someone that I trust and loved and really respected. And they hurt me. All right, now we're getting somewhere. So we're retracing our steps and we're getting back to what really is the issue. Because sometimes the issue isn't the issue. See what I'm saying here? So we're retracing your steps. If you can get back to there again... There you've got something that you can actually manage. So get to the root. Where does this feeling come from? Number three. Is this feeling helpful or harmful to me or others? If it's a good positive one, yay, hooray, celebrate the moon. Go and get a second coffee. Reward yourself. (laughs) Whatever you want to do. But is it helpful or harmful to me or others? And this is helping you with your awareness. So am I responding, behaving in a way from that circumstance that actually isn't about that person but goes back a lot further than that, but I'm actually behaving in a way that it's affecting people in in a negative way? I hadn't become aware of it, but suddenly you are now. Again, empowering yourself to actually manage it. Good. Now we're going to start to move to what can I do? What decisions, number four, what decisions or actions can I make or can't make? And I I, I like doing two columns here. Things that are outside of my control and the things that are within my control. So things within my control might be, hey, I could just go and say sorry to that person. Or I could go to them and ask them, hey, 
Ask a question, never make an accusation. There's another point. Don't make an assumption. Just go to them and say, hey, I'm feeling this way. Did you mean? Did I understand correctly what you said? You're asking a question. Now, you might, have to, you might be able to eliminate a lot of pain just there because, oh, I didn't mean that at all. Oh, no sweat. Awesome. You've got somewhere, right? So write down what you can do and what you can't do. What can I do? What can't I do? We're working it with the stuff that's in the soul. Are we seeing that? What's in the bucket? We're dealing with it now. It's not just sitting there in a feud. All right? And invite the Holy Spirit into this moment. So you're, help, you're asking Him right now to help empty the bucket because you want to get the burdens out. And you want the colours so the colour can just flow out. So if you've got the burdens on top of the colour, it's really hard, right? So what, what can I do? What can't I do? Now, with the things that you can't do, you can't do anything about it, right? So in some ways, you can tell yourself mentally now and your soul, I can't do anything about that particular situation. So I'm not going to pour all my emotions into something I have no control over and can I tell you this from experience the area where we expire most of our emotional energy usually is on the things we can't control because it's but but it's not not through awareness it's just this feeling of uh, anxiety that comes upon us because I can't do anything about it so I'm you just get all your hyperventilate and that's usually what'll get you and it's usually what the enemy will target as well is that very thing yeah but the things that you can do, well, you can go ahead and do those. I will do this and you can make commitments. I'm going to go speak to that person. I'm going to change this behavior. You're, you're taking some steps here. But what do you do with the things you can't do? Here's the key. I want to read to you Philippians 4, 6. It says this in verse 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything, right? Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for what He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts. So he'll do that work that we actually are trying to do, controlling things as we live in Christ Jesus. So for those that, that the sun sets free, they are free indeed, okay? And so if we actually invite him now, hey God, here are the things that I can't do anything about that I'm going to surrender to you. I'm going to hand them over because... I can't do anything about it. And you hand them over. So you might have to do a physical thing. You might have to tear the bit of paper up. But as much as you can, mentally, cognitively, cognitively you got to hand them over. Right? Here's some things that you can do. I want to talk into this a little bit. So is that helpful? Things you can do. You can forgive where you need to. You can do that. In fact, the Bible is very, very... Jesus said this, if you can't forgive people, you're not going to live forgiven. It's not that he doesn't want to forgive you. What he's saying here is forgiveness flows. It's meant to flow in and through and out of us. If you try to put a wall on it, a boundary on it, guess what? Forgiveness won't be in you. It won't be operating. It's not part of the operating system. That's what he's saying. So if you've got it, you can go and release forgiveness. You can do that, right? You can do that in your heart and you can do it person to person. Really good thing. 
and give to God what is out of control. So God, I submit, I surrender the things I cannot control. I hand them over. And, and you're going to have to use some discipline in your mind then to stop doing things you cannot do anything about, right? And number three, receive God's love and acceptance. He's created this way for you to feel and receive His love again. So it's like the big hugs in, to end the process, yeah? And then you're empowered. Now you actually can manage and work with the things that are going on in your soul. I'm going to open it up for questions now. Is that helpful? All right? So if, if you nail this, oh, you won't have to have ulcers and medication and things that I've had to experience because you're just, you're just doing something which should be quite easy and normal, to be honest. Good? Keep me with questions, anything before we close. You can ask me personal ones as well, it's fine. I can take you into my counseling sessions. Anything? I'm gonna wait long. I wanna get home and watch Mass. Is it on tonight? I don't know. It is. You don't have a name, yeah. Who are you going for? Do you go for a particular team or? Sorry? Ah. Do you go for a team? Is that what you do or? Who wins? Do they get money or something? No, you get money. Oh. No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it works, but it just got got my pastoral emotions going. Oh, come here, sweetie. I'll pray with you. No. Come on, questions. Hit me with something. At least one. Sorry. I, I get, I'm not going to tell you where I go, but I go somewhere beautiful because I don't want you to mess with it. You'll look at me talking to myself and you'll be like, he's having that weird moment. Yeah. But it is an appointment in my calendar. Self-reflection, Ryan Croxford with Ryan Croxford. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I go somewhere beautiful. But yeah, I do. I, I like that helps me. That might not though. For you uh, to actually um, think inwardly, you might actually have to go somewhere where there's no other stimuli. Um, so you, you got to figure out what you do, but uh, what works for you. But I, I think find a space. And like I said, don't make it uh, your devotional time or anything. This is an appointment, actually, just to God's there. He's with you. But just do yourself a favor. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I, I don't put a limit on it. I wouldn't say. I mean, I do in my calendar, I guess. But uh, I would. I want to say generally half an hour to an hour. Sometimes it takes me a little while to actually figure out what's going on. So asking those questions sometimes. First off, I, I just want to do the the easy answer. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And they go, Holy Spirit, am I fine? No, you're not fine. You're upset about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am. Why are you upset about that? Oh, because there's a bit of a wound there from the past. Why is that wound still there, Ryan? I didn't deal with it. Cool. Well, you want to deal with it now? 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Right? I, have, I literally have these conversations with myself. Good? Anything else? I don't know. Naomi? <laughs> oh, Survivor as well. Gosh, we better get going. Um, come, come next week. So have a wonderful time at camp. I'll see you all at camp. Looking forward to that. But come next Sunday night. It's going to be super helpful. These people are professionals, right? They're people that spend time with people every day, helping them with these situations. So come with, with all your troubles. Just do the whole, hey, I had a friend that has this particular problem. You can just do that. And uh, then yeah, we can just pray for forgiveness for lying later. It's fine. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks for coming. <laughs>